Hey guys, it's Kurt, uh, John and I today. Well, originally we planned on talking about movies that are actually out right now, but we, we kind of dove into the idea of a summer blockbuster, the seasonal aspect of it. And then also we talked about our own first summer blockbusters or what we thought are our first summer blockbusters. And not surprisingly, John has a really classy Oscar winning picture and mine was anyway, not as cool. Anyway, you'll see if you listen, here's Joe Deacon, John and I are jumping to it. Hey everybody, we're back. Kurt, how's it going? Hey John, how's it going? It's good. going good for me. Good, good. I wonder if people were surprised today when they pulled up their podcast app and they saw, wow, Kurt and John weren't lying. They actually were recording another podcast and they've got one <laughs> available for us. You know, people are just, they don't know, they can't trust us anymore, Kurt. Are we actually going yeah. to have something new? Could they ever trust us is the real question. Mm, that's that's a good point. And yeah, so um, we ended last week um, talking about movies. Uh, we hope you check that out uh, Tuesday and Thursday, talking about pop culture and ended talking about, you know, what is a movie? And I shared the Atlantic article about Steven Spielberg taking on uh, movies. Uh, so even if you missed it, uh, you shouldn't feel too out of the loop. We can bring you up to speed. But Kurt, is there anything uh, random or... Uh, something you've stumbled across that you would like to share before we get into today's discussion about summer movies. I uh, know I'm I'm ready to go. Okay, yeah, we're we're, we're jumping in. We're probably going to have this episode and Thursdays will be a little shorter because we are kind of uh, tight on time. Um, Kurt, uh, talking about summer movies. Um, let, let me ask you this. What was the first summer blockbuster? Do you know what is considered to be the first summer blockbuster? Well, I know the biggest one I felt like in my young life, um, it, when I was when I was young, what I felt was the I, I felt like Independence Day with Will Smith was. I just remember it being a really big deal, being a huge movie. It came out in the summer. It kind of launched his career. You know, he, he had been the Fresh Prince beforehand. And so, you know, I'm 38 years old. So that's a very like 90s kid kind of uh, 80s and 90s kids kind of answer. And I'm sure it's wrong. But for me, when I think of the first summer blockbuster or a time when people really got excited about one movie, the, the movie that I think of is Independence Day. Yeah, no, it's definitely, that's not the first one. But, I mean, if we started talking about summer blockbusters, I mean, Independence Day would be up there of just big summer movies. Uh, my birthday is July 1st, and so it always seemed like big summer movies were coming out around my birthday, and so oftentimes I'd go with my friends to go see uh, one of the big summer blockbusters. And for a while there, it was kind of Will Smith movies coming out on on my birthday. Um, so that was not the first official Summer blockbuster, all right. Jaws. Oh, nice in the seventies. Yeah. Yes, so nineteen seventy-five. Okay, it's considered to be the first summer blockbuster. Um, part of it, it became the first film to earn a hundred million dollars at the box office in nineteen seventy-five. Nice. That's pretty significant. I'm sure that's right? like 
like fifty billion dollars in our, today's <laughs> dollars. Is that how inflation works? <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. And so, yeah, it was just kind of this new thing all of a sudden. And you, you know, we referenced Steven Spielberg last week, but uh, I mean, young director. I mean, this was a tough movie for him. He was almost fired. I mean, the production went on way too long. The two, two of the guys hated each other. Um, the guy who plays the shark hunter. Yes, and the actor my, who plays the shark hunter. Robert Shaw, act- to me, Robert yeah. Shaw, one of the greatest actors. He died of cancer, I think, in his 40s. Um, Robert and, Shaw. Uh, and he hated uh, Richard Dreyfus, and Richard Dreyfus hated him. They hated each other. And uh, I've heard about this the entire time that they, like, barely spoke to each other. So one of the many things. But also, how about just releasing Jaws right before you're right during the peak of like where everyone's going to the beach. Really smart move. I I'm sure that they meant to do that. I don't know the history, but, uh, you know, I, I remember just being completely terrified of, of, of sharks afterwards. Oh, so really yeah. Smart. yeah. He, he Spielberg ruined the beach for, for everybody, but I mean, yeah. Jaws. Even the pool. I was scared. <laughs> like, what? You know, oh, yeah. As a little kid. I was young. Bathtub. I was like, as yes. a little kid. I didn't know. I was like, could have someone, could someone have dropped a shark in this pool? Yes. Um, no, I'm with you. I mean, honestly, it's funny you bring that up. And, you know, we'll we'll see if my sister listens to this. But we, we had a pool. And uh, if it was time to get out or something along those lines, and we were all both about to get out, one of us, like whoever got out first, would start doing the Jaws music. Mm-hmm. And, and it would just freak the other one out. I mean, you would start, you know, yeah. da, 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 da. stop it, stop it. You know, whoever was left in the pool. And yeah, it was just that terrifying. And and so. I feel like I really like your sister. <laughs> <laughs> and so. Um, if, she, if she's the one who came up with that, or, or were you giving her credit for that? Or did you I, come up? You know what? I don't know. But we would do it to, yeah. you know what? Honestly, I, and they, you know, this makes me look, I think I might've come up with that because I'm, I'm afraid of sharks. I think the only, but she I think the only is, answer to this she is much is more afraid your, of sharks. I think the only answer is to get your sister on the podcast at some point. We got to solve this. That's mystery. true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should. Yeah, well, I'll see if I can I can work that out. But not to just spend an entire podcast talking about Jaws, but Jaws now. I mean, as you're talking about films aging well, 1975 to today, it is really considered by many to be a perfect film. Now, yes, of course, we could mock the way the shark looks now. I mean, the technology, part of me wishes they could remake Jaws just to update the way the shark looks. Mm-hmm. But, but so much, I mean, everyone thought Steven Spielberg was crazy to not show the shark for the first hour. But that was brilliant to just create yeah. the tension. And some of it was because the shark didn't work as much. And so they <laughs> could not show a lot of the, the footage, but all of this stuff was disastrous. I mean, he thought his career was going to be over with and, you know, it became what we just talked about. The first summer blockbuster kind of launching his career. I will say, and I want to be cautious, kind of giving a disclaimer here. There was a, <clears throat> a podcast and I can, uh, look this up later just to get the the specifics, but I think it's a six part podcast discussing the making of Jaws. And, um, you know, I know there's some, uh, language content, things like that in there, but it is fairly fascinating. I mean, that some of Jaws was based on actual events, which I know now makes everyone much more terrified to get in, um, in the water. And I mean, just to also share this, which makes it even more terrifying, um, one of the attacks that 
uh, is kind of tied to the story of Jaws, occurred in a river. Um, I think a bull shark actually got into a river, and yeah, um, they, they do that. They, they share that that story, and so that just makes sharks even more terrifying. Um, but again, that's what launched the summer blockbuster, and I just wanted to to share that um, before we get into what's the first summer blockbuster you saw, Kurt, and what's the first summer blockbuster I saw. I think it's interesting too to think about just seasons and rhythms of life when you think of creation mm. you know and you think of uh, you know there's this just kind of truth and reality to all of us that there are these different seasons and patterns uh, that we grow accustomed to and that I think we're designed and created for that even as we're you know when you transition into the uh, becoming an adult you know summer often uh, changes because you have to work, even though it's summer. You don't get summers off like you did when you were you were in school. But um, mm-hmm. but, but there are these kind of seasons and pattern patterns and rhythms in life. And you know, I think the summer movie phenomenon just kind of points to that. Um, and really, as we talked about theaters struggling, Kurt, I think one thing theaters still have in their favor is capitalizing on seasons. You know, they're, they're, mm-hmm. you know, if it's even a, a kind of lame holiday, I mean, Valentine's Day, I mean, how it's become, you know, so Hallmark stamped um, holiday, you know, taking someone out for a day. Well, they've got rom-coms maybe that come out <clears throat> around Valentine's Day. You think Christmas, that's mm-hmm. a big movie theater. I mean, so when, when Christmas rolls around, Kurt, I'm thinking, okay, I want to watch The Lord of the Rings. It's like I get in this feel of just wanting to watch the Lord of the Rings and it seems wrong to watch Lord of the Rings in the summer. I mean, it's just, there's this winter feel huh, to it. Interesting. Um, yeah. One of my friends who's from Brazil, he, I think he actually watches Jaws in the winter um, because their winter is in June, July. And um, just thinking about, you know, just those di- different seasons, rhythms. What, what do you think about that, Kurt? Just getting you to well, react was- to that. I was just going to say this links back into our uh, discussion about how the movie business has changed and and how the stories that we tell us. I was going to say there aren't that many summer blockbusters anymore, and I, I think a lot of people reserve the. You know, I think Christmas has become the time when people really let loose with the movies. I mean, if you think about it, Lord of the Rings; those all those all came out. This is pre Netflix, but those all came out in uh, during Christmas. Uh, the Star Wars movies all release during uh, Christmas, these newer ones. Um, it seems like every year uh, fewer and fewer movies uh, try to hit that summer window for whatever reason. And I wonder if it's just because people are with their families and one thing that you can do with your family so that you don't have to talk to them is to go to the movie. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know why that is. But you know, as we were preparing for this, I was finding fewer and fewer. I was expecting to have a lot of movies to talk about. And there aren't that many actually that I'm, you know, that I would consider really a blockbuster mm-hmm. uh, to really talk about. And I think that that's how the movie, how the, the movie industry is changing. Um, I only have, I'll just be honest. I only have uh, uh, really mm, four movies that I would consider to be potential blockbusters or what I consider would be a summer blockbuster. I don't know if you have more than that. Yeah. And, and I guess I should, um, we might can nuance that a, a bit and just even bring some movies up that, you know, we think parents should be aware of, even if it won't mm-hmm. be a quote unquote blockbuster. Um, sure. And just kind of discuss some of those, but then, you know, at the end to 
share the ones we're most excited about um, seeing. You know, one thing, Kurt, I wanted to to reference, and I guess too, I want to say this. Uh, you know, the summer quote unquote blockbuster has now moved into April. And that's mm. just kind of an interesting thing to bring up because you know, yeah. movies are, okay, realize that people talk about summer blockbusters. They can get people into the theaters in the summers. That's where they can make a lot of money. So in their mind, they're thinking, if we can still use the terminology summer blockbuster, but we can creep it on into April, maybe we can make back some of this money. And so mm. you know, that's why Avengers Endgame uh, came out. April 26th and you know Kurt and I might have a specific episode talking and just breaking down that movie kind of thinking through it but one thing the Gospel Coalition had an article by Joe Carter and I think he's going to start doing a series of these Um, but the the article is entitled How to Talk to Your Kids About Shazam. Shazam is a superhero movie that came out. He's a DC uh, superhero Shazam. I mean I was talking to a man last night at our church who's in his 50s, he he said, you know, when he was young, he remembers Shazam. And, I mean, he was that kind of a big, um, you know, comic book character, even though he's somewhat obscure to us. But uh, somebody explained Shazam as the Tom Hanks movie Big if Tom Hanks was a superhero. Um, that mm. and, and somebody who saw the movie, which I have not seen, said there's even a scene where they're on a keyboard like Tom Hanks mm. was in, in Big. So they even kind of, mock that or, or uh, kind of wink at that, whatever. But here's an interesting editor's note at the beginning of this article by Joe Carter. He says, as the most dominant form of pop culture art that still assumes a large shared audience, movies have an inordinate influence on our culture. They also tend to present a broader range of themes and perspectives than other works, such as pop music. And so, I just want to say this is part of the reason why we're having a podcast because of the power of film. I mean, the significance of movies. And this is the last thing I'll say, and then I'll I'll give it over to you, Kurt. I was in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania last week at the time of this recording. And what, what do you think of, Kurt, when you think of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania? There could be a lot of thoughts coming to mind. Um, but what are some things that come to your mind when you think of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania? Uh, I think of their sports teams. I think of the movie Philadelphia with Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington. And I think of the Liberty Bell and Benjamin Franklin and uh, brotherly love because that's what yeah. that word means. And that's, yeah. there you go. That's yeah. all. That's what I got. That's yeah. my word association with Philadelphia. That's good. No, it was, it was kind of an inkblot, you know, knee jerk mm-hmm. reaction. I mean, Independence Hall, we got to see that. We got to see the Liberty Bell. But the Philadelphia Museum of Art, when I say that, what comes to mind, Kurt? I'm not trying to put you on the spot here. You'll, uh, you'll National know. Treasure. National Treasure? You know, honestly, I don't know. Did the, that... secret, the secret lies with Charlotte? <laughs> <laughs> so um, you'll know when I say it, but uh, the movie Rocky. Oh, the, yeah, those yeah, are, yeah. Those I are the steps that, that yeah. he, he runs up the steps. Yeah. And so, Kurt, we were there and – you know, I've heard other people say this who are from Pennsylvania. They say you cannot go to that museum without seeing people running the stairs constantly. While yeah. we were there, I mean, if I had to guess, 20 people were running with their smartphone in their hand playing the Rocky music. Yeah. And so constantly people are laughing. They get to the top and they jump up like Rocky. And there's a 
bronze statue of Rocky at the base of the stage. At the top, that, yeah. At the, stadium, at the base. At the base, and people are in line just to get their picture with Rocky. And so all I'm trying to say is, like, this was a movie in the 70s that about, <laughs> by some guy that no one even knew, Sylvester Stallone at the time, and it's become this, I mean, this 2019. People are still running the stairs. People are going to the statue. So that's just, I mean, one small uh, just uh, glimpse into, okay, the cultural significance of, of movies. And, I mean, Joe Carter's writing this article of just the power of movies, if it's Netflix or whatever. Um, so that's that's why we're spending some time talking about this. Mm. All right. Well, can we jump into the movies or do we want to? Well, first, you, first you've got to tell me what's your first summer blockbuster that you saw. Maybe it was Independence Day. I think it is Independence Day because I can't remember any further back. I don't know what year that came out, um, but I, I'm going to go ahead and go with Independence Day. Great movie, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some uh, like great folks in there. Um, not only Will Smith, Vivica A. Fox, uh, um, uh, oh, man. Bill Pullman, I think, is uh, Randy Quaid. No, it's not Bill Pullman. I don't remember who the president is. Randy Quaid is no, the Bill crazy Pullman. guy. The- Bill Pullman, you're right. Yes. Um, I always got and, him and Bill Paxton confused, but it's Bill Pullman. Yeah, Bill Paxton just recently passed away. Mm-hmm. So, And Bill Paxton's in Twister around the same time, too, and also in uh, Tombstone. Anyway, Harry we can just shout Harry Connick Jr. is in the movie, too. Oh, in, uh, yeah, in he's his partner. Yeah. In, in, in Independence Day. That's right, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, anyway, just great. Some really, some really, uh, a fun movie, a cool movie uh, at the time. I just remember, you know, when he punches the alien in the face and says, Welcome, Welcome. to Earth. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, awesome. So. Yeah. yeah. So. Now, the first of these days, he would have done that. He'd have punched him and he'd say, Welcome to Earth. And then he would have cussed some way and we wouldn't have been able to use that quote. But <laughs> now, you know, it was a kind of gentler time in the 90s. So. Yeah. And it's also, uh, you know, Will Smith, to his credit, um, I remember, and I, I want to look this up just to be sure, but I'm almost positive. Will Smith won a Grammy or maybe it was an MTV movie award. And when he got up to accept it, he was talking about his music. He said, I didn't have yeah. to shoot anyone. I didn't have to sell drugs and I'm still up here uh, winning, you know, this, mm-hmm. this award. And he just kind of walked off the stage and, you know, there, there are different thoughts on all that. I'm just saying that was, you know, kind of very his, humble, his, very yeah. humble of him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but okay. Jurassic Park, Kurt, that's my first one. That's oh. the, that's the one I can remember. Um, to, to me, one, I had no idea what the movie was. I didn't really know what it was. I knew dinosaurs, obviously, but it was kind of to my young mind. I think I was 12 when it came out. I'm pretty sure it was 1993 and mm-hmm. I was about to turn 13 and it was the first time my young mind was like, okay, there are a lot of people here. Um, there's this line to get in and once we got in, I went with one of my friends. We were actually at the beach. I can remember this, and it was raining. And so we didn't get to go to the beach, and we went to the movie instead. My friend and I could not even sit with our, my parents because there were no seats next to each other. Excuse me. And so we're in this packed theater. And so to me, without even knowing, I'm just, okay, I'm a part of something big. I'm a part of something significant, and that's that shared experience. But, you know, I can remember just being terrified in that movie i mean from the opening scene the tension that they build from jeff goldblum that was my first introduction to him and being hilarious mm-hmm. kind of the uh, uh comedy in the movie but just it must go faster 
Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. And I mean, it's just, that's such an awesome movie. And I actually, I just recently showed it to my two oldest children, um, which I was kind of on the fence about if I should show it to them. And they were definitely terrified that they had been asking about um, it. So it kind of allowed me to relive it through them. And uh, so that's my first one. And that's just, to this day, still holds up. Well, I went back and looked just to just to check, and definitely Independence Day was not my first summer blockbuster because it came out when I was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's not it. And I, I definitely saw Jurassic Park in the theater, but I think probably my first summer blockbuster because I just went and looked at like 1990, 1991, would have been like the, the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, oh man. wow. Yeah. yeah. Huge. The Secret huge. of the Ooze? Was the Secret oh, of the no, Ooze that's the, the second, second one? one. Okay. The second one. But this one had the Vanilla Ice soundtrack. Oh, go, yeah. Ninja, go, Ninja, go. Oh, look man. out. I, I mean, had, that, I had that tape. I Lots did. of I neon. Oh, me tape. too. Me too. Come on. Come on, man. Yep. Yeah. And I can, remember, cool. I, I can remember seeing that with a friend. And This only, podcast is so off the rails I, no, right now, by hey, the way. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great, Kurt. Um, we're, we're just going down memory lane. I had uh, a duffel bag, and I know I had a um, mop handle because of Donatello. And I had some other oh. weapons in there, and my friend and I, <laughs> my friend and I got pizza after we saw the movie because you know we wanted to be just, just like them. So <laughs> you can just picture. So many us. kids hurt themselves with like nunchucks. Oh man, after. yeah, yes, yeah. Because Michelangelo is clearly the coolest one. Donatello, <laughs> complete loser. <laughs> Leonardo, pretty cool. Raphael, you know, he's the bad guy or whatever. Anyway, how do we get on this? I yeah. don't know. Well, look, here's what let's do, Kurt. And we obviously didn't plan this, but we're at 20 minutes, over 20 minutes right now. Um, oh, you know, yep. Avengers Infinity War ended on a cliffhanger. How about we end it here and then pick up on Thursday, just since we're talking about movies. And, uh, and we'll uh, discuss movies that are coming out that, you know, people should at least maybe be aware of, the, the bigger ones for the summer and then the ones we're excited about. How does that sound, Kurt? That sounds great. Let's do it. You take us out. Cowabunga, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, thanks for joining us. As John and I basically just 90s out um, as hard as we can. Uh, (laughs) We'll see you again Thursday. We'll actually talk about movies that your children were alive to see. So anyway, see you till then. See you till then. What? What does that even mean? (laughs) 